This is Lisa Schmidt, and it's time for another Letter from a Land of Grass. My friends from Oregon, Katie and Jill, came to see my daughter Abby and me. As we fed and checked for new calves, we talked about larger issues. One discussion centered around society's opinion of the perfect female body, what constitutes beauty, and how to resist falling into the mental trap of expending so much energy trying to be beautiful every minute. TV and Instagram tell us we need to be voluptuous stick figures with perfect skin. Like many Montana women, my skin looked 50 when I was 30 and will still look 50 when I'm 80. If someone asks, I'm 5'9 and weigh 105 pounds, but my nose grows when I say it. I have more important things to worry about than maintaining my girlish figure, such as mass shootings, economics, and soils. I solved the problem of never meeting society's unrealistic expectations years ago. I quit looking into the mirror. I remember the relief I felt when I turned 40 years old. After 40, women tend to be invisible, at least to the media, so I could finally just be myself. Now the beauty pendulum is swinging in resistance to society's opinion, declaring that everybody is beautiful, no matter the size. Resistance to ridiculous standards is always healthy, but Katie argued that we shouldn't normalize unhealthy obesity in an effort to resist the standard of a voluptuous stick figure that objectifies females. Then we threw new mothers into the cauldron. Often new mothers are overwhelmed by a baby's demands, with no time to take care of themselves. Looking and feeling pretty is a distant dream as they schlep around in baggy sweatpants and grimy t-shirts. We didn't have all the answers, so we decided to go straight to the expert. My milk cow, Maya, knows about both motherhood and being objectified. Maya's udder sags from stretching and contracting from the demands of at least 12 calves. Her enormous belly looms above me as I squat to milk on one side, while her calf, Bernardo, finishes breakfast on the other side. Maya's doe eyes gaze lovingly at Bernardo, and her coat is shiny. She demonstrates glimpses of beauty according to society's standards, but the demands of motherhood are clearly taking their toll. She refuses to become invisible, though, shaking her horns to remind my other cows, along with me and anyone else who will listen, that she is much more than just the delivery system for white nectar of life every morning and evening. We decided Maya deserved to feel pretty. We would give her a pedicure. After all, her toes look like skis. They reminded me of why my socks get holes sometimes. A pedicure would help her walk easier, too. We could improve Maya's physical and mental health with one easy procedure. We slightly modified the usual pedicure experience. Instead of sitting her down in a massaging recliner, we herded Maya into the working chute. Instead of using toenail clippers, I brought out double-jointed hoof nippers designed for draft horses. Instead of setting her toes in a warm, jetted foot bath, Katie and Abby pulled a rope to lift her hoof in the air. We appeased Maya with a bucket of oats, and I went to work, trimming three inches of toenail from her back hooves. Just as I flinch if a pedicurist nips my skin, when I twisted Maya's toe, she kicked. We decided against neon orange toenail polish because Maya was headed straight through the mud to the hay manger. No need to get silly, after all. As she high-stepped out of the chute, Maya exuded the proud confidence that is her true beauty.
I'm Lisa Schmidt. To learn more, visit www.alandofgrassranch.com.